0: Welcome back, Chelsea fans, to another episode of the Roman's Empire podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else. We're going to be talking some shit about Watford, uh, obviously. Big result today. But I think uh, before we talk shit, we need to give kudos more than anything. And uh, Sam, you're my only co-host this evening, so I think you could agree with me in saying... Pretty scary situation early on in the match. Obviously, with the uh, with the health issue uh, reported, heart attack. Apologies if that's wrong, but that's just what we were hearing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but just a really quick shout out to the Chelsea training staff as well as the Watford training staff for uh, tending to uh, tending to that fan and making sure that he was stable before the medics came. So I think uh, you know Mason Mount, one man of the match, but really. We should be giving it to those guys. So, first of all, kudos to them. Uh, And then let's just get kind of straight into the shit-talking song. I mean, how how you doing? How you feeling? We got the three points. You could relax now. I mean, dude, going into Watford match, I didn't think
1: that Watford would be the better team. Uh, You could really say that against any team that they're playing against because Watford has not been good this year. And at the end of the day... I think they were the better team. Um, we're very, very lucky to walk away with three points. Um, but, you know, for a while, and it was scary because at the same time, uh, you know, Liverpool and City both won. Uh, you know, they were playing at around the same time. In so, style,
0: too. Liverpool yeah. won in style, and then City had that... Re- ridiculous Bernardo goal. I mean, even yeah. if you're not a fan of City, you you have to watch it.
1: It's Liverpool had, had a couple nice goals, too. Um, yeah. So it was a scary moment. We you know, we dropped down a little bit in the table, but thankfully, uh, at the end of the 90 minutes, we ended up... Top of the table, 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 top of the table. Top of the table. Hold on. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit... <laughs> Oh, this—it didn't feel right this time, just because <laughs> of how it was really uh, a dreadful match to watch, honestly. And maybe it was maybe we should have expected that, given uh, obviously the injuries, obviously the congestion in the schedule. Uh, we knew that Tuchel was going to rotate players, um, but I mean, it wasn't. Necessarily the weakest lineup, but going through it real quick Mendy and Goal, back three of Christensen, Chalaba, Chalabino, and uh, Rudiger. Um, Dave and Marcus Alonso were the uh, wing backs. Midfield pairing of RLC and Saul, which we will talk a lot about. <clears throat> Front three of Mason Mount, Christian Pulisic, and Kai Havertz. So Just starting off on that midfield pairing, uh, Zach's Zach's, uh, gag will give you a little bit of insight on how he felt about it. Um, (laughs) But both of them really struggled on the day. Um, Saul with that yellow card um, early on. uh, Seven out of nine passes completed, which is okay. Two out of eight duels won, which is not okay. (laughs) Dispossessed six times. He was taken off at half in his... Uh, only two Premier League starts for Chelsea so far um, including today uh, you know it's 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 rough just be like you know he's a human you know he seems like a nice guy I can't shit on the guy you know because he's you know he's done anything personally to me but I like cannot I, I, I can't stand watching a play anymore Zach <laughs> uh,
0: where do you stand with him it's tough. Uh, because when you watched him at Atletico, he was this sort of silky all-around midfield player, really, really neat in possession with his passing. He gets you goals. He, you know, he he makes and times his runs into the box really well. And then he kind of had a down year at Atletico, down two years actually. A little bit of injuries, got out of the rotation. I mean, when we picked him up, some, I thought there was still a player in there. Um, that was just I felt really strongly about that too. I remember we were linked with him a few years ago and I got excited over it. But at this point, I'm kind of uh, in the same boat as Tommy T. I know he said post-match that the original plan was to shift Saul out to the wing back spot to give him some minutes there. Uh, shout out to Andres, who's not here. I know he um, kind of predicted that Tuchel might have been thinking that. But outside of that, I really don't, want to see him on the pitch uh, playing at center mid. I think, to be fair to him, we did kind of throw him right into the fire. He got his first start for us in the league pretty quickly. Um, I think it was one of his first games with us. And then, obviously, here, you know, we never got... We really never got kicking uh, since the international break. So, to kind of bring him in here with a team that needed a win, uh, that came out playing like they wanted to win... I think it was kind of a baptism by fire a little bit but at the same time a player of that quality international footballer for the Spanish national team all those games at Atletico Champions you know, League goals I mean for me there's still no excuse
1: yeah playing against Watford too it's not like we threw him into the fire against you know top you know top half of the table club there Watford is is well, they, they they did they did get Ole Gunnar uh, sacked uh, yeah. last week, so I'll give him credit there. But, but uh,
0: w- one more thing on Saul. Uh, I think if we try him out at midfield, it's unfair to him to put him there without both Thiago Silva and Jorginho on the pitch. Just because they kind of organize things, they calm things down. That way Saul's not dropping back and worrying about collecting the ball in front of the back three in positions where he was giving it away today. Instead, uh, it'll allow him to kind of push up the pitch a bit, which is what, what he was so good at at Atletico. I, I just feel like the balance was off. The, playing him in RLC just didn't make sense because they both have similar skill sets in the sense that when they get the ball, they want to drive and move forward. They're not necessarily looking to tidy up possession or switch play and be a little bit more patient like a Jorginho or a Kovacic, or, I mean, dare I say it, even an N'Golo Conte might. Um but yeah, I mean th- th- that's kind of where I'm at with Saul.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about RLC previously about how um, he's much better suited in a in a midfield three rather than like a midfield pairing, um, and couldn't have picked a worse a worse partner to uh, pair with him uh, with R- with Saul. Um, so that did not help out RLC's performance at all, um, but. He didn't help himself either. Um, he did play the full 90. 79% pass accuracy. He he was responsible for that first goal by giving the ball away, um, trying to spin his defender at the halfway line. Just an awful giveaway. Um, he, had a, he had other moments where he looked good with the ball, other moments where he looked sloppy with the ball. Um, but... I think there was some criticism uh beginning after the uh United match for not being as impactful as we were used to in in his last uh, previous outings. Um after that match and then after today Zach, you think it's criticize
0: it's fair to criticize him now? he was dealt a bad hand like he said by being played next to Saúl and the fact that we need to play him out of necessity now doesn't necessarily help his case either because again you know I, I put down that he played the 90 minutes here cuz it's important this is a guy that before this season we were talking about um possibly not even being a part of the squad this year and not only that, someone that struggled with injuries and playing the full 90s. So the fact that he played two back-to-back 90-minute matches is huge. That's something we need to take into consideration. I think after the the United match, uh, he looked, for the last 10 minutes or so, exhausted. Um, same thing here. I think he looks a little tired. Um, but the the fact of the matter is we do need to keep playing him, and I think he's going to get better. I think when, when Trevor Chalaba slid into the midfield for that short period of time before he got hurt, Ruben looked a lot more comfortable. Chalaba was sitting in that position that Ruben would would have taken up. Um, And then it was kind of allowing him to just kind of expand his game and pick up the ball in more advanced areas where he could run at people and pick out those passes. So with Ruben, I think, just like Saul, I think it's finding that balance. Um, I think the skill sets of both of those guys didn't complement each other whatsoever, and they both suffered as a result. But that's not to say RLC was as bad as Saul. That giveaway was terrible. But besides that... Um, you know, I felt like he did what he can. He was our lone midfielder for the last 15 mm-hmm. or 20 minutes of that match. Uh, so I guess credit to him for, for kind of getting out of his shell, but it wasn't necessarily the greatest performance. I do expect better from him. But so.
1: he did have a really nice, like sombrero flick, um, in the midfield. I think it was over Sissoko and he got fouled right after. Mm-hmm. um, that was nasty. I'd like to see more of that, but it's hard to like pull off moves like that when you don't have much coverage behind you and to the side of you. Um and that's why like I said like we've talked about before that he's not really well suited for um a 3-4-3 formation, you know. It's, he's a lot better suited for a three five two or like a four three three, something like that.
0: I don't necessarily think so. I think he could play there with the Jorginho. I think he could play there with sure. Jorginho or Conte. Uh maybe maybe even Kovacic, because Kovacic could could slide deeper. Um there'll be a, a a better balance that way. The thing was, Saul wasn't Saul wasn't doing shit, if we're gonna be honest. So it's it, it, it's it's impossible to think that he wouldn't do better with any of our other midfield options that play in those positions so i we've seen mm-hmm. him play into three four three and he was really good L- look at Juve, um you know yeah. th- and, and the matches prior to that he was playing 3 4 3 as well so i don't think it's a matter of the system i think it's a matter of who you're putting next to the guy and what you're asking him to do if you're asking him to defend for 90 minutes he's gonna struggle and that's what happened today
1: yeah and i was looking through twitter and i kind of felt bad for Saul like he he did play terribly and like, just hasn't really looked good for us ever this season uh, at any point. But I think a lot of people were a little bit too harsh with what they said. Um, not saying it wasn't warranted, but, uh, you know, just, he's still, he's still, uh, I mean, I know he's on loan, but he's still wearing the Chelsea kit. Like you got to show a little bit of support for him. Um, we did get Agreed. a question. We did get a question from uh, our good friend Russell Saunders on Twitter. He said, "Do you do you think that's the last time we'll see Saul and Ruben in the middle together?" Yes, for sure. I mean, Saul. It might be the last time we see him in the middle in, in general. Period. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so that that takes that away. Um, this match made me miss Kova more than anything in the world because he's so fucking press resistant and saul just isn't and he was just giving the ball away whenever he got it and i could just see all those moments where kovacic would pick up the ball and just kind of like glide through a tackle or two keep play going this was just the ideal match for him even a united match too so we can't get him back soon enough
1: all right let's talk a little bit about uh tuchel subs and tactical changes throughout the match because uh Last match, I wasn't on the episode, but uh, I'm sure you guys were uh, harping on Tuchel a little bit, and uh, you know his, his inaction and to make subs until much late. I mean, until it was too late, honestly. It was United, much late. yeah. Um, but he wasn't fucking fucking around today, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he saw what we all saw in Saul's performance. Hooked him at halftime, um, and he put on Tiago Silva. Moved Chalabino to midfield. Um, a very interesting decision, but it did solidify uh, our defense a lot more because we were getting attacked left and right. Zach, like it was, mm-hmm. it was. They were really putting the pressure on us right down um, the middle too,
0: yeah. and, and especially down Dennis's side. Who, by the way hell of a player. Yeah, he has like six goals, I think, this season gonna, now. Yeah, he's he's not at Watford next year. No. One of the big boys, snap him up.
1: Um, we got a Twitter question uh, from at not Willie B, uh, Willie Westside. He said, I think today's game was Tuchel cool underestimating Watford. Just a personal opinion. He made perfect changes, which means he knew what would win us this game. So that tells me he was trying to play a lineup that could, quote, do the job and that's it. Fuck it. Three points, baby. I mean, yeah, we could look. We could look to you know the end result. Three points. Be happy about it. But Zach, what do you think about the rest of what Willie said?
0: I agree with him, and I I know Tuchel spoke on it post match too. And and to kind of sum it up, he said, look, we went into today's match knowing that we had to rotate the squad with the schedule. And uh, we didn't have the right mentality. And he actually took part of the blame for it. He said, you know, me and my staff have to have to kind of analyze what we did leading up to the game. So, yeah, I mean, we we completely underestimated them. Anybody that thinks otherwise is crazy. Just go ahead and look at the first five minutes. And if that isn't proof, look at the other 85. They 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 should have had two or three goals cleverly one v one. If you're a half decent footballer and the keeper comes out that far, you round him and mm-hmm. put it in the back of the net. And then, obviously, uh, you know Dennis got his goal, so they could have easily snapped up a win here. You know, so it, Soko it, it, had
1: a chance too that Dennis set up. Yeah, but I uh, mean,
0: you know, he the spur once a spur always a spur. Who who's to say that Ziyech does doesn't sky that ball? You know, and we walk away with nothing potentially it's it, it's just it could have been a completely different game i think you know i was wrong in saying last week postman united that uh you know the players looked like they were going to be fired up for watford and that just kind of wasn't the case but it is what it is and, and willie's right fuck it it's three points at the end of the day these matches happen it's part of the premier league it's 38 games you're not going to play all of them beautifully i mean it was a shit house match and we walked away with a win at that it is what it is
1: yeah, I mean, the tough part is, like, looking at the numbers, too, like, we shared possession. They had 14 shots compared to our eight shots, six on target compared to our four. Like, they were the more dominant team, yeah. and we came out with
0: a win. That That's a blessing. That's what title contenders do. Yep. You play ugly and you win ugly.
1: I mean, we've yeah, seen Liverpool the first and City the year. do
0: that the last two or three years, but mm-hmm. now we have three teams that are just playing ridiculous football at the moment. So is this like the most exciting Premier League season in a long time? I mean, two points separating mm-hmm. the top three. I think it's going to go all the way to April, May. Yeah,
1: Um. and AFCON starts this week or this month, huh? Uh,
0: I believe at the end of the month, Yeah. Is so, it before the holidays? Do they leave, or I after? I think it's Boxing Day. That's
1: like when it starts. The day after,
0: or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Liverpool are trying to work on getting. Uh, I was reading something about them getting Salah and Mane, uh, having them active that day where we play them, and I believe that falls right around the time when they're supposed to fly out to Africa for Afcon. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. We'll keep you guys updated on it too.
1: It's gonna be. I mean, whole Afghan. Not to you know talk about COVID too much, but now there's this uh, whatever Omicron outbreak in Africa. Mm-hmm. Like, are they an issue. will they even hold the event in Africa? Yeah, you know, like it would be I- interesting if they like hosted it in europe or somewhere <laughs> there's no way but i'm just saying like wouldn't that it wouldn't would be probably... fair to the,
0: a lot of the african federations because i know course. a lot of them are like kind of scraping for cash of course. <laughs> so it wouldn't be fair for you to ask them to fly out to europe maybe fifa should do them a solid
1: yeah or maybe they can just scrap the whole tournament uh <laughs> all right uh Actually no, let's let's keep it going because uh, it, that, yeah. that'll help us out. Um, yeah. With Liverpool, um, so I mentioned that Chalaba moved to, to um, DM. What, what and this wasn't the first time he's played in that position, but
0: what do you think about uh, him in that role? I mean, he's a yes man. He's a competitor, so he's obviously going to play wherever. Last year at Rennes, I know he dominated mostly at center back, but we spoke about it preseason. He's, he played a lot of uh, CDM. So it's a position he feels comfortable in. He looked comfortable there. Um, but something I noticed immediately when he was in the midfield is we had a physical defensive presence there who was just clogging the inside and forcing him outside every time. And uh, they weren't finding much success. We seemed to, you know sort of put a lid on Dennis in the second half and I noticed Watford slowly disintegrating and we started to dominate the midfield a bit it's unfortunate that he got hurt hopefully it's not a long-term thing I know he's a I know he's a very important player for us he's arguably been you know behind Rudy probably our best center back on the season Um, so yeah I mean look here's the thing if this injuries, if these injuries to our midfield persist throughout the season, is this something I'm opposed to? Hell no. I think I've seen enough from him to be comfortable with him at midfield, especially if you, especially if you're asking him to keep the game simple, which I think Tuchel's doing. You know, he's telling him hold your defensive line, when you collect the ball, find the simple pass, and keep play moving. That's it. If you give him the John Obi McKell instructions, I think he'll thrive in that in, in that sort of role. So, he's athletic enough, he's fast enough, he's smart enough technically he's he's brilliant for a center back especially at his age so yeah i mean why not square pegs and round holes but that one yeah. kind of works
1: I mean, we only saw 15 minutes of it before he got hurt so can't really take too much from it no um, no but
0: i'm saying if we're gonna if if we just want to solidify our midfield defensively and and kante not there
1: yeah he has to no be other off. options
0: yeah uh yeah i
1: like it too It was a smart decision um but after he got hurt uh, Tuchel was forced to drop Mount back to the midfield um, and it looked like we were running a 3-5-2 uh, with Pulisic out wide uh, to the right RLC and Mount they were playing the 8 rolls and Ziyech was uh, playing the 10 with uh, 2 strikers up top in Rom and Kai Havertz um, very very creative formation change, I, I, I'm going to give a lot of credit to Tuchel Tuchel um, it was very creative. Like he, he really is a mastermind when he when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, and also give credit to the players for being adaptable, being able to play in multiple positions, and then looking, you know, much better towards the end of the match. Um, so yeah, how much credit are you getting, giving Tukul for making
0: the necessary changes? Um, he spoke on it too, and he just kind of said, look we tried to throw the attackers on against United and it didn't work. And we did the same thing here and it worked. We found two moments where we found two crucial goals. Uh, and that's kind of that. I mean, I think he did make the right changes initially switching Chalaba to DM was, was smart. I think we gained control of the match, even though we only saw it for a short period of time. Um, And then he literally asked Loftus-Cheek to play as a lone DM while Mount was pushing forward, who set up the second goal. It was a a tricky match. These are the matches where the brilliance of your manager really kind of comes out, right? Mm -hmm. Who can galvanize the team? Who can find the right mixture of players and the right setup to get a result when nobody's performing? Because he was quick to mention, too. We were second to every single ball today, so... You know, two moments of quality, it's on him to pick the players, to go out there, to find those moments, and, and he was able to do it. So, we're back on track, and I think that's the more important thing here. Is it, At the end of the day, it's three points. And, and and Tuchel's not a shitty manager. It's okay to criticize him for, you know, the Man United match for those substitutions. But look what he did here. He hooked Saul yeah. off into 45th and just said, fuck it, I'm going to do it my way this time. I'm going with my gut, and we got a result. Mm-hmm. That's what we pay him the big bucks for.
1: Yeah, I think he learned from his mistakes uh, against United. Um, He did put in Lukaku much earlier than he did last match. Mm -hmm. Um, Really quickly, just talking about Lukaku, because obviously he's not 100% fit to start. I don't think he's not ready yet. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. he probably should have started this match. Um, And in his two outings, he really hasn't done much like it, it like it's I'm not saying he's playing poorly but he just hasn't done anything how long do you think it'll take until he's
0: back to full form like will we see it this weekend he needs a goal and and he needed a goal before he got hurt so i think he just kind of picks up where he left off it's not like he got injured as a striker in form he was struggling for a few matches prior to that i think our whole attack was um i think once he gets his goal he'll be fine And Son, I'm going to go a little off topic, but I don't know if you noticed this. The commentary kept mentioning that Timo Werner would be perfect for this match with all the space in behind that Watford has and blah, 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 blah. We didn't even see Timo. I I, I wasn't paying attention to see if he was warming up or not. Maybe somebody that knows can let us know. But I thought that was interesting. Um, You know, the fact that we specifically identified him uh in our last pod as someone that should have done more against united and then he doesn't even see the pitch today when we need a goal and when it is sort of a game that suits him something that's very open where he has a lot of pace so that was interesting but the key uh,
1: i think the key was you said it zach we needed a goal so why would we put on timo Werner?
0: (laughs) well yeah i mean we bring on timo Werner when we want to give them a goal kick more than yeah, anything
1: exactly yeah. um so let's talk about mason mount real quick man of the match performance with a goal and an assist plus he hit the post early on uh he won five duels two tackles man he was he was it's been a while since we had a mason mount match like this he really you know took the match by the scruff of its neck uh how important was he to our team today and what does this performance do for moving forward zach
0: it's a big one because you know i just mentioned lukaku mason mount was a guy who we were expecting more from this season also he struggled all year prior to his you know uh super complicated wisdom tooth surgery i did not know wisdom teeth removals were that complicated um but apparently he had a bad reaction to it and he you know wasn't able to train for a few days maybe even a few weeks they Wait, said, because he, lost, the, because they said the he lost weight yeah it was all because of, you never you didn't see the video i mean i saw the video
1: of him driving video of him back on, like, home Novocaine
0: right after it was yeah hilarious. i know but I,
1: what that had an effect on his training i never yeah, even heard of
0: that that's 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 what they were saying so you know, they said he Damn. lost weight, too, because he had trouble eating and swallowing, so... Oh, my God. It was get real. It what? was like a It was a full-on...
1: No, fiasca. this is like media no. gossip bullshit, bro. What? Huh? He lost, like, a stone? Come on. Get the fuck out of here. No,
0: listen. If you're a pro athlete and you lose two pounds, that's a lot. Think about it. Two
1: pounds? Bro, what's...
0: Two or three pounds as a professional athlete, son? Come on, dude. I don't know. I feel like that would have a tremendous impact on their performance. But anyways, back to the point. Um, he got his goal. He got his assist. I think every time he got the ball, he looked extremely dangerous. He was easily our most dangerous player on the pitch today. And we saw glimpses of it against United because when he came on against United, he it was the first time we saw someone making a run in behind. And his first touch and his technique and his quality, it, it shows. It's it, it's it's a level above. So important to get him back in here um i think in the absence of conte in the absence of georginio um mason mount's gonna have to be our guy you know to kind of wow. you know be our best player on the pitch so he did that today and, and it was a good game for him i think it reminded everybody how important he is to our team obviously um so when he's back in form things seem to go well for us so, so this is important you know he's healthy lukaku's healthy you yep. know ziesh is on form things are things are looking good
1: and what an assist uh with his left foot to get that ball in with such pace right on the money for Hakeem Ziyech uh Mm -hmm. like you said who's also in great form right now uh that was really impressive of Mason Mount um so let's talk about Hakeem Ziyech right now um statistically it wasn't the prettiest match for him but you know you you don't have to look at the numbers. you know, you just look at the, the the results. He had a goal, the match winner. Um, should have had another off a header late in the match. Um, so, it would have been, you know, two goals in, you know, what is it? He played like 20, 30 minutes of play. Mm-hmm. It would have been unbelievable. But, um, you know, that's not five goal contributions in his last five starts. Uh, two goals and three assists. Um so we got a Twitter question from Ron, aka Bone Daddy Cool, aka Bone Daddy Deluxe, aka Bone Daddy Supreme. Uh, he asked, "Is Ziesh finding his form again?" Wait, first of all, how do you pronounce Ziesh's name? Because I always thought it was Ziesh, but on the broadcast they said Zayesh, and I've I just need it. to figure. Ziek,
0: Ziek Ziesh, Ziesh. We need to get to the bottom of I say of this. Ziesh. Me too. Akeem Ziesh. Let me hear
1: him pronounce it.
0: Uh, yeah, I think I think the difference was Zayash, and I'm gonna hold my hands up here, Sam, and I am admitting it. I wrote him off. I completely wrote him off. I said, might not be the right situation for him. He might be better off somewhere else. Um, but I've also maintained a point that he does produce in big matches and big moments, and he proved it again today. He got us the three points. Um, like you said, he could have had another goal, really pretty nice snap header was a decent save from the keeper. You expect any keeper to save that really. But I think the important thing is he's having impacts on matches and, um, he's getting stuck in and that's the big difference. You know, he won three duels in the 30 minutes he played, which in the beginning of the season, that was my main criticism of him was he was too lightweight. He was too feathery, you know, um, and, and, and he was being too flary on the ball. You know, he, he wasn't, he wasn't being aggressive enough. And I thought that the pace and the power of the premier league would be too much for him, but the guy's getting stuck in and he's making an impact. He's pulling off big moments in big matches, scored an FA cup last year, gets us a winner today. Um, you know, it's, it's a good sign for us because if you have a Hakeem Ziesh in form, um, you have a player that could potentially give you 15 to 20 goal contributions a season. Um, now, He's a long way from that now, but he's finding his form, and I think I think he's only going to get better for us. Honestly, I think he's feeling a little bit more comfortable, you know, playing for Chelsea. Um, he's also taking the game by the scruff of the neck, and not necessarily just staying out wide and, you know, being this player that collects the ball and just plays it in with his left foot every single time. He's tucking in <laughs> on the inside. He's taking players on. He's playmaking. He does make risky passes but that's something that you just have to like you have to understand with a player like Ziyech you give him the license to be an idiot with the ball sometimes so
1: yeah And like I'm we talked about him. like we talked about before like when he buys into the the team system that's when he's at his
0: best and yeah. uh, like and, I, and 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 that's a good point Sam sorry to cut you off but on yeah. Ajax he had that exact situation I mean they define systematic football so, you know, over there he found his fit, and look what he was able to do. Who's to say he can't do it here?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's it's still, you know, I'm still not a hundred percent sold because, like, like for example, that Kai Havertz assist, assist, a hundred percent Ziyech would have taken the shot, and you know, probably hit it right into a, the defender. You know, like that's, that's not like that. That's still, he, he's still selfish I would say in a sense I don't know if the right word is selfish but he
0: is trigger happy you know he likes to take the shot it's not the worst thing in the world though because this I mean he's a player that needs to think he's the fucking man otherwise he's not going to play well like he he, he needs to go out there thinking that you know he has Messi's left foot and not his (laughs) Messi of two or three years ago not Messi. Twenty Twenty One Ballon d'Or pfft, winner.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing, honestly. Like thinking that you're better than you actually are you're you know you're not doing your team a service. But
0: uh, he has a fighter's mentality, though. Like, sure, his, his mentality is that of somebody that's like in an individual sport where you just have to have an ego to succeed.
1: All right, let's talk a little bit about Kai Havertz. Probably one of his better performances of the season so far. Um, we already talked about that assist. Four out of four dribbles completed, two key passes. He won 11 duels, Zach, which is his season high. Um, you know, I think this, uh, this is a pretty similar discussion we're about to have uh, about Kai that we just had with uh, Ziyech because they're having very similar seasons where, um, you know, they have a couple poor matches. We can't stand the side of them. They come back, they play well, they make you question, you know, was I right to, to criticize? Um, you know, obviously they're both very talented players, but, uh, maybe a little inconsistent, uh, not, you know, willing to buy in 100% every match, um, like a Mason Mount kind of does, but, um.
0: What did you see, Zach? What what did Kai do so well? The hold up play was brilliant. He looked comfortable on the ball. Um, <clears throat> he was winning challenges. I mean, he won eleven duels, man. This is Kai Havertz. These are numbers you associate with N'Golo Conte. <laughs> uh, again, I know it was a shit house game, and that you know the people were given the ball left, right, and center on both teams, but. Let's be honest. I mean, he he made the most of his opportunities. I think Kai Havertz a few weeks ago doesn't make that extra pass to Pulisic. He probably gets the ball stuck between his feet and, you know, hits it right at the keeper, but, or okay. to Mason Mount, excuse me. Um, but today we saw a very confident Kai, you know, he, he it, it, the match sort of suited him. He was able to drop in and um, you know, collect the ball, take people on. He was holding off defenders really well, even though Truce De Kong was trying to commit murder on every Chelsea player he came near. Um, you know, Kai held him off a few times, and that was that was a welcome sight. So I the only thing really missing from this match from him was the goal. You know, if you look across his stats, he does everything well in this match except you know, he only has one shot, but it doesn't really matter when he created a goal on his own. So it's again like Ziyech. This is something that we can build on. I, I think we're approaching a situation now where, with Lukaku coming back and Mason Mount, you know, getting into form and Ziyech just blazing hot, we're gonna have selection headaches up top. But that's a, that's such a good problem to have. So, hmm. um, it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see how we use Kai in the future. You know, I don't expect them to play the nine. You know, once Rom is fully fit, but good on him. You know, he had a good match, and so did Ziyech. It was a uh, it was a welcome sight. Something I wanted to see for a while.
1: Yeah, I'm still unsure where uh, he's best utilized. Uh, I I need to see a lot more from him. Uh, but this was a very encouraging match. I did I did like how uh, aggressive he was, how physical he was. Uh, his passing, his link-up play was really good with him and Pulisic, um, who again Pulisic. Kind of invisible again. Didn't really uh, impact the match all too much. I mean, he
0: had well, like once one. Uh-huh. Once he got thrown into the stands, he kind of fizzled out.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind of also an issue. Like, is this guy gonna be hurt every single fucking match? Like, come on.
0: uh I don't know. I I think for a flare player, this is like, or a player like him that gets kicked a lot in matches that aren't even that physical. For him to come into a match like this is, like I was praying for his ankles, praying from yeah. the first kick. Uh, all right. Any final comments? Three points in the bag. I don't ever want to talk about this match again. <laughs> yeah. We'll be better.
1: Credits to Watford. You guys were the better team, but uh, somehow we uh, finished on top. Um, sorry,
0: Elton John. Sorry, see you yeah. next time. <laughs>
1: They have an Elton John uh, end, and huh in the stands. That that's what it's called.
0: Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John, my bad. Um that's pretty cool. I um, fuck with Elton John. Yeah, I don't okay. know anybody I've never heard anybody say fuck Elton John.
1: I mean I have Maybe. nothing against him.
0: <laughs>
1: Not a huge fan. Rocket no. Man's pretty sick song.
0: Yeah, Rocket Man's
1: dope. Uh all right. Looking uh, ahead to this Saturday, West Ham uh, at London Stadium. Prepare for the bubbles. Um, Right now sitting fourth in the Premier League. um, They were looking dangerous uh, earlier this season, but they're winless in their last three Premier uh, League matches with losses to Wolves and City. Plus uh, today they uh, had a last-minute draw against Brighton. of course, uh, Mikel Antonio is their biggest goal threat. Um, he's their leading scorer with six goals. Uh, hit an absolute banger for uh, Jamaica a couple weeks ago against USA. Um, one of the nicest yeah. goals, honestly, I've ever was... seen. <laughs> I swear. Came out of nowhere. And he
0: just got there.
1: Yeah, he, ju- he just became Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A little,
1: went from a bloke to a blood clot real quick. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you want to talk a little bit about them?
0: I'm trying to catch my breath, man. From a (laughs) bloke to a blood clot. (laughs) That's your, that's your best impression, huh? Yeah, Um, we're getting,
1: we're getting canceled.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, um. It's going to be a tough one. It's never easy against West Ham. I think that's the important thing, right? Uh, The London Stadium is never an easy place to go. Their fans don't like our fans. Our fans don't like theirs. It's going to be scrappy. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be fiery. I mean, it's going to be your typical London derby. So uh, I think, you know, especially against the West Ham side that's been struggling I guess you can say we've been struggling in a sense as well, just in terms of performances. Both of these teams are going to come in looking for, looking to turn it around and turn the tide. Now I know we might have a little bit more momentum than them, but again, this is a team that they've been impressive this year. Like you touched upon some, they're getting goals from everywhere. You know, Jared Bowen and Fornals are scoring Ben Ramas look like he settled in really well. Suchek is always a goal threat. You know, they have a really good midfield pairing with Suchek and Declan Rice. Um, they have a center back that's way too good for them and Kurt Zuma. Uh, it, it's just a, well, it, it's a well-structured team at the moment and, uh, they're going to look to get a result. So critical that we get that early goal. I think if we do, they'll start to struggle. Um, you know, if, if we, if we can put their backs against the wall early and force them to come out of their shell and be a little bit more progressive and, you know, uh, force either Suchek or Rice to push forward and and get into the attack, I think we'll find the right spaces and be able to kill the game off. So I'm going to go – we conceded two goals from open play in our last two games after conceding none. I'm going to say we don't concede. I I, I think we keep a clean sheet. Hopefully, Jorginho is healthy. If Jorginho is healthy, we probably keep that clean sheet. You know, we'll, We'll control the game with possession and just make it really difficult on West Ham. Was um, Jorginho not healthy today? There was a real reluctance to play him. I know he was named on the bench, but, you know, he's never fully gotten over that knee issue. He was cramping against United, playing a lot of minutes for both us and Italy. I think the guy just needed a rest more than anything. Yeah, I hope I, that's I what I think it he was, was
1: injured, yeah. I think, that I think was Tuchel more was just like,
0: I am not playing you today i'm just putting you here so you can be there
1: (laughs) yeah i mean west ham coming up plus you know we have we have a you know champions league matchup midweek next week so a lot a lot of matches in a short amount of time i think he's just holding out on him i didn't think it was necessary to play him against Watford.
0: i'm gonna Um, go two nil some i I feel good i feel good about it it's a fair prediction as well um
1: You think Lukaku gets back on the score sheet finally? Does he start?
0: That's also my first question. I think he does. I think based on last game, you probably start Lukaku, Mount, and Ziyech up top together. That's what I would do if I were Tuchel going into West Ham.
1: Or um, do do you save him for... Uh, Saint Pe- Zeni- Saint Petersburg matchup, where it's more likely he can get a goal, get his confidence up.
0: Um, you don't play him at Zenit,
1: why um, because not? Because the
0: group is pretty much wrapped up. I think I think we'll see a, a rotated side against Zenit, hopefully. Um, but you don't think it's important to get Lukaku's confidence back? I mean, this guy
1: is. is is he's a top three, top five striker in the world, and he's looking mediocre right now. Zach, like we got to get him going.
0: Yeah, it is. I think I think if he's fully fit, like everybody says he is, he has to play against West Ham. I, I said it against Watford. I wanted to see him start, even against Man United. I wanted him to start since he's been healthy because I know how important it is to get that. I, I just have this feeling, you know, once he starts scoring, the game's going to open up for everyone else. Like, look yeah. at Ziyech's goal. Lukaku made a run and pulled two defenders out of the middle of the box to open up that space for Ziyech. So even his presence there is going to make a difference as opposed to a guy like Kai who could be dangerous but doesn't attract two defenders. He'll only attract one. So, yeah, man, I want to play him. I want to play him. If we play him against West Ham and he scores, you have to play him against Malmo again, rotated side or not. Just keep that guy ticking. Um, But, yeah, what are you thinking prediction-wise? I'm with you. 2 0. 2 0. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we will be recording after the uh, London Derby this weekend. So um, if you're not following us on Twitter, make sure you are at Romans Empire Pod. Uh, reach out to us. It's been awesome interacting with our lovely listeners. So until next pod, keep the blue flag flying high.